conspiracy theories, eh? Wait till you get a load of this. Hello, and welcome to Crack Sisters Conspiracies, or a podcast that covers conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all over spooky shit. My name is Cassandra. And I'm Jackie. And we are said sisters. Hello. Happy New New Year! Year. (laughs) This is going to be like a month late, but... (laughs) But it is actually New Year's Day today, so this is the first day of 2024, and I woke up to reports of like a 7.6 magnitude earthquake in japan with tsunami warnings so i'm like of course well ventura's on like a tsunami it's been watch. yeah well we had an earthquake this morning oh you did oh that's right you're uh you don't live down the street anymore there was an earthquake yeah we felt I literally talked to mom and dad today they did not mention an earthquake it was this morning i want to say between eight and nine it was like a 4.1 mm. but i didn't feel it i was still in bed but Evan said he felt it after he got oh. the earthquake alert. But little apocalyptic, you know, starting the new year with a bunch of earthly catastrophes. But it'd be like that sometimes. Right. Like no one had high hopes starting this year. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like if we accept life where we're at and just hope to maintain that then it's fine but if we inflate the expectations on the new year we're almost certainly going to be let down okay that's that's a way to look at it (laughs) sure (laughs) i mean you have more to be like excited about it's a big year for you so it'll all be great did you make it up till midnight last night begrudgingly yes like we listen we wanted to have her go to bed after the nine o'clock one so of course that wasn't gonna happen like have have you seen the thing where what parents set the clocks back in their house and they like it's like eight o'clock and they count down to midnight they put like a thing on from last year and they go okay time to go to bed but then it's eight o'clock and then you still have the whole night I have seen that. That requires far more work than I was willing to put in. And Grayson knows this is what we do every year. So I'm like, you can stay up for the East Coast one. But then... Oh, I see. And then she just didn't want to sleep because she has been a feral child the last like week and a half because she hasn't been in school since before Christmas. Oh, I thought she went back for some No, she doesn't go back until the 10th. She's going back to camp tomorrow, so maybe she'll even out. But 11.30, she was laying down on the floor in the hallway, just refusing to go to bed. That's that's the kind of night we had. So it was 11.50, and I kept looking at my phone. I'm like, okay, I want to go to bed. No, I got to stay up. I want to go to bed. No, I got to stay up. And then Evan and I were like, you know, if we walk slowly to bed and get in bed, we'll still be awake by midnight. And then like, as soon as midnight hit, we were out, we were done. It's not for me. Did you stay up? I did. So I've been waiting to watch that new horror movie called Talk to Me. Oh, uh uh-huh. I've been waiting to watch it. Alex is at town. Alex is driving to North Carolina currently. This is news to me. I was very confused. So I had the house to myself. I've had it since Saturday. And so I watched a horror movie at like 10. So it kept me up till midnight. And then at like midnight 01, I was ready to go to bed. And then I felt like I was in a battlefield because there's like mortars fucking blowing up out my window. I'm like, wow, that's annoying. And then it just sounds like 
a rapid gunfire and I know it's fireworks, but I'm like, it's not stopping and it's shaking my house and my dogs are terrified. So I step outside and I look to the left and you know that parking lot with the building? Yeah. There's a group of probably 15 to 20 people setting off every firework known to man. Just in rapid succession, all of the car alarms on the street are going off. And I never felt more like a curmudgeonly old man homeowner than I did last night. Because I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But it's midnight. I'm trying to go to sleep and you guys are being hella fucking annoying. And then there must have been a newborn or something. Because all I saw was what looked like a very angry young dad fucking charging down the street and all of us are just standing on our porch like cheering this guy on and he just goes and fucking chases them and they all fucking disperse (laughs) but it was so incredibly loud those are the great times when the neighborhood comes together for the collective good and And it was very obvious these people were not from our neighborhood they were like invited guests and they were very annoying but yeah so it was i felt proud fuck them kids (laughs) that's what it comes down to My goodness. Well, we survived the night. That's what I'm hearing. Congratulations. Do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Um, I have goals for myself personally and professionally. I have some work stuff, a new certification. I I want letters after my name. So that's one of the things I'm thinking about going after. I saw that eye roll. And Mm. then just personally, I need to not be a sack of shit more. So, <laughs> like, you need to be more active or nicer? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> one, of my, one of my resolutions was to be nicer to myself and put more effort into self-care and take care of me first. So that's what I'm trying. How about you? My resolutions are to get into shape for my wedding. Well, yeah, that's on my list, too. To successfully plan my wedding and attend. <laughs> we'll get there. Yep. To find a fucking job, okay. which I've been working very diligently on. Oh, and just to try to be overall healthier, I guess. I know yeah. everyone says that every year, but you know what? That's okay. People talk shit on New Year's resolutions because like, oh, it's, you know, it lasts for three weeks and then it's gone. So what? Let me, let me live. Those three weeks might be the best three weeks of your entire year. I am so sore. I have worked out every day for the past four days and I want to die. So I have been playing with the VR more and I played. Oh yeah, you got that, huh? Yeah, we got the MetaQuest 3, Oculus 3, whatever. And so I've been playing Beat Saber and I've been playing this drum game. Oh, so your arms? Between the two of them, my arms, my shoulders, my bag. Oh my God, it's amazing. And you get cardio. I'm like sweating fantastic yeah. i've been doing and i'm gonna see if i can find like a dance one maybe i'll do like a dance workout on in between the days where i do weightlifting it's a great idea you should totally do it and then i downloaded a golf game there's like so many other like fun things i'm just like tip of the iceberg but it's that a great way to work out at home in a fun way yeah i love vr it's super fun but yeah so we'll see where 2024 takes us you definitely have a lot more on your plate but for your resolutions at least half of them are things that you know will happen. So that that's true. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any memory of what the topic for today is? I do. Do you? I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> I know we came up with it. Oh my God. It was only a week ago when I was there. It feels like it was a longer time. You know what I was thinking of? What? Or looking back on? We did not take one photo together. There is literally no proof that you were at my house other than us recording. But that could have been 
a Zoom screen. You're right. I don't have I went any. to post a picture for Christmas on our craft Instagram. And we don't have a picture. There were no pictures taken. There was Mom no proof- took a couple group snapshots when no one like candid photos. I'm sure none of them were usable, but <laughs> so I'm like, cool. That's why I wanted to take this photo because we had none. Yeah, none. None with just us, none with the fam, none with anyone. Oh my God. I took some with mom and dad once you guys left. We I know, but like when we were all there, like, whoops. Okay, well, there's something to aim for in 2024 about that. Be better. <laughs> well, as anyway, I was going to what was that? What'd you say? I was going to say, as I was saying, last week when I was there, the topic that I chose. I was saying the same thing, but in different words. Perfect. I ended up stealing it from your list of ideas because I didn't have my book with me. And I also need to refresh that because mine's starting to get a little low. But the topic that interests me was lucid dreaming. And it's something that I have actually experienced multiple times before. It's weird. So I thought we would go into that. Side question for you. Is it easy for you to fall asleep? Like that. It's my superpower. I think moms like that too. That's so not fair. It's a I can whole... sleep anywhere, any time, any position. It is a whole ass process. Like my brain has to go through the entire day, minute by minute. And then I have to think about every conversation that I've had. It could take me hours to relax enough to fall asleep. Whatever. I was just curious. So what is a lucid dream? Good it question. is a type of dream in which the dreamer is aware that they are dreaming while they're dreaming. So it's some like inception level shit. And the ability to lucid dream is something you can actually train your brain to do. It's a cognitive skill that you can learn and actually do. Do. Yep. That's not the word I was thinking, but <laughs> yep, that, that'll suffice. While lucid dreaming, the dreamer often is able to express some sort of control over what is actively happening in their dream. The term lucid dream was coined by Frederick von Eden, a Dutch psychiatrist, in an article he had published in 1913 titled A Study of Dreams. In it, Van Eden had noted and studied his dreams for approximately 14 years. Jesus. Right? And in that 14-year period, he recorded what he thought to be the most important dreams in a dream diary, and then he flagged 352 of them being categorized as lucid. Okay. Remembering and logging your dreams is like a big component to actually being able to lucid dream. So that makes total sense that that's what that guy did. But for 14 years, it's just insane to me. Concept of lucid dreaming has been pondered by philosophers and psychologists and a bunch of otherists for ages and ages. It's existed pretty much since people have. And there's certain criteria that's been developed over a long amount of time in order for a dream to be considered lucid. So the initial criteria was developed in the 80s by a man named Paul Foley, who was a German psychologist, and he had proposed seven different conditions of clarity that a dream must meet in order for it to be considered lucid. Okay. So those seven conditions of clarity, one, there needs to be awareness of the dream state. So you know that you're dreaming in your dream. Mm-hmm. And then awareness of the capacity to make decisions. So you know that you're able to control things while you're dreaming, while consciously being aware that you're dreaming. Okay. Awareness of memory functions. So being able to actually remember everything and remember that you were lucid dreaming in it. Awareness of self. So being grounded, being one with yourself while in the dream world. Awareness of your dream environment. 
awareness of the meaning of the dream and then awareness of concentration and focus, which is the subjective clarity of that state. So pretty much you need to go into it knowing that the goal is to be essentially consciously sleeping with the end game being control and you can do essentially whatever you want, unlocking this like fantasy world. Real quick, did I tell you about the horrific nightmare I have that was starring you a couple weeks ago? I don't know. It doesn't sound... Why don't you regale? I Alex. Regale me the tale. Nightmare that we lived in this house. It was not mom and dad's house. It was a house I've never been in. And you were a prostitute. Wonderful. And you took your John home. And he decided after his way with you that he was just going to murder everyone in the house. I don't know if you were dead or not. But I knew I was next. But I thought he left temporarily. So I went downstairs and I locked the back door. And I go back upstairs and I'm going to go into my room and I realize that he's coming. I can hear his footsteps or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I can go into my bedroom and get my cell phone to call 911. Or I can go into the guest bedroom and grab my shotgun. (laughs) So I go into the guest bedroom and then I go to rack it and realize it's not loaded. And so I go to grab the shells for it. And then I hear him about to come in my room. So I hide under my blanket and I pretend that I'm asleep. And he comes in and he's like talking to me, telling me how he's going to kill me. I don't think he believes I'm asleep, but he's like hitting me. And I'm like playing really good asleep, (laughs) which may have been a getaway. And then he was going to attack me. And then I woke up. Oh, my gosh. And I remember thinking, this bitch, if you didn't have to bring your fucking. I was hoeing it. I'm sorry. See, that is a lesson. Don't bring work home with you, no matter what you do. Because <laughs> <laughs> it quite literally or figuratively be life and death. So, <laughs> lucid dreaming might be for you then, because we'll talk about some of the benefits. So we'll get there. <laughs> but as I was saying, lucid dreaming, it's an ancient concept that has been practiced for a ridiculously long period of time, like back to the 480 years and even earlier. And it was a common practice among early Hindus and Tibetan Buddhists and was considered a form of dream yoga. So namaste. So yeah, all those like really spiritually connected, relaxed people, I can totally see them doing shit like this. I'm going to count how many times you do this. (laughs) Do the hands today. I'm at least four or five in now. So how to lucid dream, one might be wondering. There are essentially two basics that you need in order to accomplish lucid dreaming. And they are, you need to make your mind wake up while you're dreaming. So make yourself aware that you are conscious while dreaming. And then you need to be able to remember your dreams. Okay. It seems simple enough, but the first step in the process requires you to, you know, sleep, which people like me, that is very difficult. You're supposed to get the golden, what is it, eight hours, I think, for most people. I will never achieve that during the week. I usually get about six hours of sleep on a good night. Like, what is your nightly average? I'm scared to ask. Because you like your sleep. Like I require a lot of sleep. It is my one... <laughs> kryptonite to my superpower is I can fall asleep anywhere, but I need a lot more sleep than others. It used to be 10 hours. Oh my God. That I needed. And then I realized I was getting too much sleep. So it's between nine and 10. Oh my. (laughs) I get up earlier now that I've moved. I wake up at between eight and eight 30 every day, which is super early, but I go to bed between 10 and midnight. So it kind of depends, but I need more than eight hours. 
Oh my God. I think what I need more is time to decompress and disassociate from work and then from family in the evening just to kind of be one with myself. And I usually end up doom scrolling on TikTok or watching ASMR videos to just zone out to or I'll read until usually like 1030 or 11 is where I'm like, okay, I should call it a night because I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning. So even if I were to fall asleep right as soon as my head hit the pillow, that's like six hours. But like I said, it can take anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour at least to fall asleep because my brain won't shut the fuck up. But I'm also willing to sacrifice my life for sleep. When I worked day watch and I had to get up at 4.15 in the morning, I was in bed by 7.50 and I was asleep by 8.30 every night. But see, I need my sleep. (laughs) When you have a household to take care of, and when you are one of those people who just needs alone time, because you are a cat for sure, you will sacrifice your sleep to be alone to have that time. We do. So as I was saying, other than sleep, (laughs) Mm -hmm. one of the other things you need to start conditioning yourself to do is having reality checks. So that's consciously acknowledging the fact that you're awake when you're in real life and in your current state. So this is where it gets a little Inception-y and weird. Have you seen Inception? Never mind. So we're just going to I know, I know like the quotes or like the references to it. And I know something about shoes and. Do you know the concept of what a totem is and anything like that? No. Yeah, a totem. Not, I don't think. So something to keep you grounded to your reality. So it's like something only, you know, the feel, the weight, the whatever of. And so when you're in possession, you can flip it or twist it or whatever. And it acts specifically in a way that you expect it to. And if it acts outside of the desired outcome, then you're, you're dreaming. But throughout the day to kind of condition yourself, remember it's a cognitive skill that you can build checking in with reality. So Grabbing an object like a ball and throwing it up in the air and expecting to catch it and, you know, you catch it and then you're like, am I dreaming right now? And then you throw the ball up, you catch it. No. And then you think, okay, can I throw up the ball and make it hover in midair? And you think so hard and you try to get it to do that, but it's going to fall. So you know that you're currently in a reality state. When you're in a dream state, when you perform that same action you throw the ball up and if it just hovers or if it flies into outer space, that's an indication that you're not awake, you're dreaming. And oh, that will help you be grounded in your dream kind of thing. But you're supposed to, in the conditioning, start check in with yourself three, four, five times a day. So you just get used to doing it. So subconsciously, (laughs) you'll start questioning your current state. Okay. Now, remembering the dreams part might be tricky for some because that's the other component. You need to be able to remember them. And it's common to have a fuzzy remembrance of like a feeling of a dream when you wake up. And then you usually forget about it entirely unless it's about your sister being a hoe and getting the whole family murdered. Yeah, nightmares stay with me. Me too. I think they're supposed to. That's how you know it's a nightmare or something. There's probably something your subconscious is trying to really make sure that you pay attention to. And that's why they terrorizing do you dream a lot or at all oh yeah constantly oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) okay i feel like my nights without a memorable dream are more infrequent than the nights where i actually do have them i feel like i have a very active noggin and i remember a lot of it but when you're trying to 
work on actively remembering your dreams. You should get in the habit of either writing something down as soon as you wake up or putting a note in your phone. Even if you don't have a dream, just say no dream today, but it's going to kind of get your brain in the habit of remembering that everyone dreams. You dream for a couple hours every night. You might not be consciously aware of it or remember it, but it does happen. And so when you're trying to convince your brain that there's something it needs to remember, it might actually start remembering the bits and pieces when you're conscious for you to write them down. It's just more skill training than anything else to kind of lube and prime your brain for your face, I'm sorry, for lucid (laughs) dreaming. And then you'll start to experience it more naturally. And after a while, while you're dreaming, you'll be easily able to recognize when you're in a dream and you'll be able to come conscious and awake more easily. And then once you're aware, the dream world is unlocked and you can fly and shit and do whatever you want. A lot of people seem to really be into flying. I've been watching like people's videos and kind of reading their reddits about what their lucid dreaming experience is like because I don't think that mine are the same. There are different methods that you can use to try to induce lucid dreaming. A few of the most common methods are the MILD technique, which stands for mnemonic induction of lucid dreams. And this is when the person repeatedly tells themselves the next time that they're dreaming, they're going to be aware of it. So it's like, when you go to sleep, brain, we're going to be dreaming and you're going to know. So then we're going to be awake, but really sleeping. And so they try to go to sleep with the intention set that that's what's going to happen. They're going to remember. Then there's the WBTB, which stands for wake back to bed. And this involves intentionally waking up really early in the morning. So like three in the morning and then taking a nap until like 6 a.m. So you finish off your sleep, but it's like, in nap form. So I this have noticed that. When I worked graveyards, yeah. um, I would sleep, but then I wake up and realize I need to sleep a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. I would go back to sleep for like an hour and I would have rapid multiple dreams that I would be able to manipulate just a little bit. Yeah. So that happens, actually. That's like the Goldilocks zone, but people will do that intentionally. So they like set alarms to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, knowing that they're still going to sleep till six, but they're hoping that in that last three hours, they'll get a lucid dream in. I don't intentionally do this, but this is usually what happens to me. So I have a habit of waking up at 314. It's my witching hour. That's when if I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, that is my time. I see that time everywhere. Those are my numbers. It's weird. But anywho, that usually happens. I wake up and then what? 3.14. It is. I have never once thought of (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But you're absolutely right. Okay. Um, But yeah, so it's everywhere. But I will wake up and then I don't get out of bed. I just want to go back to sleep for those last couple hours. And that is typically when I find myself in a very similar state where, oh, shit, I know I'm trying to sleep. It's almost like an out of body where I know I'm trying to sleep and I can kind of see myself sleeping. Mm -hmm. But yeah. my mind is super active and awake, and I just kind of run with it. It's weird. It's never anything that I intentionally try to do. It just happens. Yeah. So I am not one who is a controller of it or tries to have control, but that's okay. We had left off at wake back to bed. Mm-hmm. The third different method to use to try to induce lucid dreaming that people often try is SSILD, which stands for Senses Initiated I don't know why it's SS. I think it's S-I-L-D. Senses initiated lucid dreams. Sorry. 
It's similar to the mild technique where you're setting an intention of your desired outcome. And so with this, the sleeper's only going to sleep for about five hours. So they're giving themselves a dedicated amount of time and then they wake up intentionally. So they set an alarm Mm -hmm. and then you get up out of bed and you move around in your environment, but you don't turn lights on. You don't look at your phones and stuff. You just kind of feel out your space. You hear it, you see it, and then you go back to bed with the intention after about five minutes that you'll kind of fall into that in-between limbo to be able to unlock a lucid dream. And then the last method that's very common is external stimulation, which sounds gross. (laughs) But that just means using the help of another person or another substance like, you know, drugs to help you get to that lucid state. And drugs will certainly help trigger lucidity. I once got sideswiped by some edibles that were very unsuspecting. And I'm like, I need to go lay down. And I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't get up. And it was just this weird quasi realm of existence. And I went to a different planet. So I (laughs) imagine... That is the desired outcome for people okay. who try to leave the dream. <laughs> sure. I was really tired when I woke up after that. Like it was not restful at all. I could have told you that just based on your description. <laughs> yeah. And with that, that actually leads to what the downsides of lucid dreaming are. It's like the positives are like, oh my God, you get to be in control and you get to have creative whatever and you can do mm-hmm. anything that your heart desires. And it's like a method of escape and self-soothing, whatever, but there's downsides. I don't want to say risks. That sounds very official. But So one of the downsides of lucid dreaming is the potential to experience sleep paralysis as a result of it. Been there, done that. (laughs) I was going to say, have you ever experienced it? Because it is fucking awful. Yes. So I get it under very specific circumstances. If my room is too hot, I'll get it. But normally if I'm hot or warm and I have my blankets up really high, I'm going to get it instantly. Because I'm trapped and then your brain wakes up, but your body doesn't wake up. So I go, oh my God, I'm on fire. It is so hot and I can't get the blankets off and I can't move anything. And I go into a giant state of panic. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I have it, I get really thirsty and I can see my water bottle on my nightstand (laughs) and I'm conscious and awake. I'm like, I'm fucking thirsty. I need to drink this water or else like my whole body is going to shrivel up inside of itself. But I can't get to it. And it's it's agonizing. Oh, my God. How do you get out of your sleep paralysis? I just kind of have to not think about the fact that I can't do the thing. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just not think about it. Let's try to lull ourselves back to sleep. So I, it's denial of the what Panic. I'm experiencing at the moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I do that. You. So early on, I would try to move a finger because I've had it where if I can move part of my body, I can shake out of it completely. I just need to move something. And then the whole rest of me is unlocked, but that takes some time. So I haven't had it in a really long time, which means I'm going to have it soon. I've learned that if I just go, okay, this is what's happening. I'm okay. It's not that warm in here. And then I go through my sleep chapter or whatever we called it. And then I can fall right back to sleep and then I'm fine. Yeah. So the kind of key to trying to get out of it is essentially calming the brain down, acknowledging that this is not real. I am awake, but I'm asleep. Just kind of getting yourself back down to baseline and getting back to sleep to wake up. It's really weird. Thankfully, I have never experienced a sleep paralysis demon. 
Me neither. Thank God. <laughs> because yeah, some people, those poor unfortunate souls are plagued with visions in the night. And it's typically a thing that is the same and just essentially haunts them in their dreams while they can't I wonder move. why that is. That I don't know. We should probably check out sleep paralysis a little more in depth. <laughs> no, I feel like you're I'm inviting it into my life. You might be that. so. You look yeah, into it, it and you let me. Know. I have a note here. It's like when sleep paralysis happens, you have to work extra hard to remind yourself that you're dreaming and it's not real because it can take a toll on you psychologically. Yes, it can. <laughs> Well, if any of our listeners have ever had the demons, tell us. I would love to hear your story. Please send us a note about it. Another downside to lucid dreaming, which is kind of something I mentioned earlier, is that when you're practicing it, you're kind of fucking up your overall sleep pattern. Yeah. Lucid dreaming generally occurs during REM sleep, which Mm -hmm. is the rapid eye movement layer of sleep. And there are different periods when you're lucid versus non-lucid dreaming within Mm -hmm. that REM stage. Lucid dreams incorporate unusual patterns of brain activity. So you're not fully asleep, you're not fully awake, it intertwines those two. So then it starts messing with all of your synchronicities. And you typically just come out not feeling rested and refreshed because you're not shutting down. Your brain isn't at rest. You are still going. And REM sleep is what actually helps with your memory consolidation and your emotional regulation. So if you're not getting the benefits of that true REM sleep, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And that's probably why I am emotionally dysregulated and exhausted all the time. Probably. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Research suggests that lucid dreaming may also have an impact on one's mental health, both positively and negatively. On the positive side, it can help those with issues with nightmares it can help reduce them so mm-hmm. yeah you can try to get in control of those dreams by recognizing that you're actually dreaming and try to yeah, be in a lucid state it can also help curb anxiety and depression symptoms on the other hand though if you are a person who experiences psychosis or is prone to it, mm. lucid dreaming is actually similar to that disassociative mental state that uh, those yeah. with psychosis and other mental illnesses experience. So it can actually make things even worse and it can push them farther into that mental state because it's that out-of-body third-party experience, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening when your brain is shutting down in a bad way. <laughs> so yeah. if you have mental illness or there might be a question of it, maybe don't actively try to induce them, just as a, as a warning. Pretty much try at your own risk. Like I said, I've never been able to do it myself. It just kind of happens to me. It's a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not something I want to accomplish, but it's... Me neither. I don't need that kind of escape. I'll read a book or doom scroll on TikTok. There you go. But that is lucid dreaming in a nutshell. How interesting. It it wasn't it was interesting. I am concerned that because I've been thinking about it for the last couple of days and writing notes, something bad's gonna happen. But <laughs> <laughs> well, think positively. I Maybe will. positive will happen. I'm going to set that positive intention when I go to sleep that it will be dreamless sleep and it will be restful sleep. But I also, I mean, this isn't really lucid dreaming, but just dreaming in general. I am not a holistic person, uh-huh. really. I'm not really that way. But the one thing that I do believe in wholeheartedly yeah. is dream catchers. Oh, yes. Like those are the one things I, they're always by my bed. And then that's how, and, and my brain, how it works is all the holes in it. 
they catch your bad dreams. So only the good dreams are what you experience and what you remember. But if I go two nights in a row or multiple nights in a row where I'm having bad dreams, it means my dream catcher's full. You have to take it outside and sun it. Yeah, it can only hold so many bad dreams. So then they're all bombarding you. So then you take it outside and you put it in direct sunlight for the day and then you put it back in and it's all good. Yep. We follow the dream catcher rule around this house too. Gracie is definitely more interested in it because of your preference. She had no fucks to give when I brought it up to her. Oh, really? Auntie. <laughs> oh, Auntie has dream catchers. That's what set it off for her. But we kind of do the same thing when we notice that the bad dream thing isn't working coupled with her dream catchers then we're like okay it's time to clear out the bad dreams and start again bad dream thing is still a very big thing i think i've mentioned it that we you do how do you do it though because i don't remember what mom i just remember there was a poof there is a poof and it's you know your own incantation of what works but for gracie it's no bad dreams only good dreams dream 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 sleep 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 poof And so I just say it really fast so she can't hear what I'm saying. (laughs) But she has now required that it be done in groups of three. So so I have to do it in three rapid fire, poof, poof, poof. And yeah, it's something mom used to do for us. Yeah, I do remember that. But it was legit magic. And so I definitely brought that into parenting world. Um, What is your topic for next time going to be? So mom and dad and I watched that new movie, Leave the World Behind on Netflix. Oh, uh-huh. And prior to me watching it, my For You page was fucking filled with all of the Easter eggs and hidden messages in that movie. So then I watched it and I was able to correlate what they had said to scenes of the movie. So I think I'm going to go over that movie and all the Easter eggs and the oh. potential secondary meanings of it and all that stuff. Very cool. Okay. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I know it was put on in my presence and I think I fell asleep. It's long, but it was really good, but it makes you feel awful afterward. That is kind of the impression (laughs) that I have gotten from it. So might give it a revisit. We'll see. Speaking of movies, have you seen Saltburn on Amazon? Have you heard of it? Never heard of it. And I don't go on Amazon almost ever. You should watch it because I want to know how you feel about it. Did you like Cruel Intentions? Yeah. Okay. Do me a favor. Watch Saltburn. And then I am going to pick your brain about it. I'm going to give you no context. Okay. I loved it. It's fucking weird. And that's all I'm going to tell you. And I want to know your thoughts. And if anyone else out there listening has watched it, I want to know your thoughts too. Because I have been thinking about this movie for days. I've watched it twice in the last week. And it has just been on a loop there are things that are stuck up in here and yeah that that's all i had for that <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> let me know if you've watched saltburn or leave the world behind in anticipation of yeah. the next topic for show sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes if you have watched any of those and want to provide us with your feedback you there can you reach go. us on our various social media platforms which jackie is going to list off for you right now <laughs> They are Instagram, Crack Sisters Conspiracy. We post every week. We have a Twitter and a Facebook that we don't use. We have a TikTok, kind of. Oh, that should be one of your New Year's resolutions. That is, that was one of my New Year's resolutions, was to spend more time to this. Dedicate a little bit more time to this. 
So TikTok, it's slowly but surely getting there. We have an email, CorrectSistersConspiracies at gmail.com. We now have a website. It's not yet linked to our domain name, but I will post it on our Instagram in case you wanted to visit it. Specifically, if you have a small business and you want a shout out, you can go to our website and read all about it and then send us an email with the link is on there. And then we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Cracked Sisters Conspiracies. The C, the C, and the S is all capitalized, just so you know. <laughs> you can donate a couple dollars and see what we look like and uh, some other fun shit. Well, with that, I'm going to say stay cracked, y'all. And have a great day.